What is up, Devil fans? Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch. It is St. Patty's Day. The Devils dropped a heartbreaker last night in Newark to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it's the first time that they've dropped um, two in a row, despite getting a point. It was a it was a much better performance by the team. Welcome to the trap, everybody. It is uh, Friday night, ten o'clock, and we got a good episode. I have um, I have my dad and my brother who are going to be joining us to talk some Devils hockey, and. I was at the game last night. Me and uh, my wife went, and it was fun. We met up with um, Jeff from Devil's Insider, Devil's Daily. That guy does a great job. He's been doing a good job for a long time, and um, he's one of my he's one of my favorite Devil's podcasts. So it was cool to see him. Met up with a bunch of people. Stopped at Ellie's. Got the uh, shrimp. Spicy marinara. I hear the crickets in the background. Um, but it was a tough one last night. The Devils played really good. They probably deserved to win that game. But you have to finish. And um, we'll get right into it. Uh, I don't want to leave these guys on the phone. So I want to introduce, I got the pickle with me, who's my dad. It's weird when I say hey, hey, hey. it's weird when I say I have the pickle and the tickle with me because it just sounds like really <laughs> perverted in some sort of way. But my my brother's nickname was is the big tickle, and then my dad kind of sprung this um, on us when we were in our late twenties, early thirties. That his nickname back in the day was the pickle, and I just feel weird saying that I have the pickle and the tickle on at the same time. <laughs> It just seems like it just seems like too much. Oh, um, oh it seems like too much information. <laughs> yeah, but um, so obviously my dad and my brother are the two people that I talk devils with more than anybody else, and uh, we went to games. We, you've all heard the stories. We went to games for you know back in the '90s and watched all those great teams during the dynasty and. Um, they live in Florida now, so they both live in Florida, not in the same house. So um, my brother has a family and three little kids. <laughs> I don't want it to be, sound too weird. <laughs> I don't like that kind of talk. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, they live in separate homes, luckily. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Hold together, pickle. All right, let's let's go. So, (laughs) so we, we, me and age went to the game last night and we had a great time and, we went to the game on Tuesday and it was not so fun. But last night I thought like the Devils played a lot better and 
there's a lot to go over. So, um, according to Money Puck, we had a 74% chance of winning the game, according to uh, analytics. And there, uh, there's a couple of things that I just want to touch on, and then I'll let you guys get into this. So, one of the things is like Jesper Boquist's play which I noticed uh, during the first period, he made a play that really impressed me. Not for a younger player because he's like 24 now, but he had the puck. The Devils got hemmed into their zone. Boquist is playing with uh, Hughes and Meyer again. So they moved Brat down to the, the third line and they played Boquist on that line. And he made a play where that line was getting hemmed in their zone and when he got the puck on his stick, instead of just kind of tossing it out, he actually skated with it for a while, which took a lot of, it was a very heady play. And it took a lot of, um, he was he was very aware. And he gained the red line and dumped it in. And it was, it was impressive to me. And I think a lot of Devils fans in the arena even acknowledged the presence that he had of knowing where he was on the ice knowing the timing that he had and was able to make a smart play with the puck. It's kind of something that I've seen from Boquist over the past probably two months where he's making very cerebral plays with the puck. And you have to give that up to him after he kind of, I kind of bashed him for a little bit at the beginning of the year or at the end of last year, based upon his lack of physicality and um, really wasn't getting on the uh, scoring sheet either. But he's definitely made some very smart hockey decisions, which is important, especially when you have a team that's going to be going into the playoffs and you're going to, you can't afford to make stupid um, decisions, especially in the neutral zone or in your, your own end of the ice. So that was kind of, that was kind of nice to see. Um, the officiating. The officiating has been awful, and I th I feel like it, I feel like it's been a, more than just a couple games. The Devils obviously have had, I think it's seven goals, uh, um, turned back against them or overturned throughout the year. Three of them were during one game that were all pretty pretty legit, and to be honest, but. Either way, I felt like the officiating last night and the officiating on Tuesday night was pretty awful. Um, Siegenthaler got, took a penalty at one point where it looked like a puck that was kind of coming through the neutral zone into the defensive zone, and the guys got tangled up, and he they called a penalty at a really strange time in the game. Um, what You guys might have had a better look at that call, being that it was on the same side of the ice that I was sitting on, but... It seemed really weak. It was definitely weak. And you could tell it's weak when Bill Spaulding is, you know, you know, Dano's a homer. So, you know, he doesn't like anything called against the Devils. But uh, when Spaulding starts going at it, uh, you know, it, it was. It was very weak. It was a real weak. Well, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with that, but but Bill, same time, um, 
you're the person that says that, you know, when we have injuries, there's no excuses. Everyone else has injuries. And I don't think that the devils are being targeted in any way. I mean, if it was, you know, if you look across the league, there are, are terrible. Did you see that? Uh, the Ottawa, I, I uh, hold up, hold up. Aval- avalanche. Hold up. I'm I not... think Billy still has PTSD from that Toronto game. No, I'm not suggesting that the Devils are being targeted at all, and I'm not looking to play. And in no way am I looking to be a victim. I'm just talking about yeah. bad officiating. Yeah, no, the, uh, I, I definitely think that we've been victims of bad officiating, and I think that we've taken some soft you know, some weak calls. And I think that, you know, we probably benefited from some soft calls on the other side as well. So I don't necessarily, I I don't think that that threw the game, you know, either way, I think the, uh, the interference call was questionable on the, you know, on the first game, but other than that, I, I don't think that there's anything that was going to, with, with Tampa Bay, but I, other than that, I don't. Mm. So you thought the Siegenthaler call was good? No, I don't. I don't think that. But I'm saying it's your calls are going to go either. Calls are going to happen, and you know it's just it's luck been, of the draw. It's been bad officiating. I don't think. That, yeah, I I don't think that the officials lost that game for us. I think that both Chris playing in the top six lost that game for us. Oh. Okay, well, there's the first what? one. First shot fired across the bow. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to go on or do you want to start over? I'm going to give you your chance right now. I, I, I could go on forever about this. This is you, an easy one. This is a layup. This is a layup. Why not put Nico on the fourth line? It's like it just doesn't make sense. The guy, you know, his... He doesn't bring, uh, and you know, he, he, I remember the play that you were just talking about where he did, he was on the boards and he took the puck and he went towards the center of the ice and he came up and he, he dumped it in softly. It's like, wow, let's have a freaking parade. Bottom line is the guy is, should not be getting top six minutes. Absolutely not. He could, you could look at those, uh, uh, Corso sheets or whatever, those stats, you know, until you're blue in the face and stuff. But at the end of the day, the guy's got 15 points in 58 games. And he had three points in one of those games. So I don't, I think you, I think you play your best players. I think you put your best players on the ice for the most amount of time. Well, Jesper Brad had, had the worst game out of any New Jersey Devil last night. Well, that's well. If you want to, if you want to look at those stats, like you know, if you're no, looking he did. at I the mean, stats, you, you, you didn't. You, you play the you play the game on the ice. You don't you don't play it. You know, you watch the game. A, uh, where where was Jesper Bratt involved static. in the game at all? Well, he wasn't really involved in the game because Jesper Bratt, get, dead, know. dead, dead. Jesper Bratt has one primary assist in twenty games. He's got one assist. He has one prime. He has one primary He's assist got, in twenty games, dude. He has six sixty points. He has sixty points in sixty-eight games. That's he's he's running almost a point a game. He's got you know, 
we could say the same, you know, Timo came his first five games. I mean, he didn't do anything, but you knew that he was going to do something. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Timo had a goal. That's not true at all. He did. He did have nine nine minutes. He he did. But I'm just saying that, you know, you can't, you know, it's like being a, you know, a fair weather fan. It's like, you can't judge somebody on on one game or it's two 20 games. games. You got to look it's at the twenty. Games. You got to look right, at the all right, body. All right, work. all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to to break up you guys. Where do we land on a Jesper Brett contract? <laughs> all right. It, no, no, no. Like, we're not doing do this now. Where do you land on a Jesper? No, no, no. We're not doing this now. We're gonna get into. We're gonna get into. Jesper Bratt was literally one of the worst players on the ice last night. Any way you look at it, I don't give a shit if you're doing eye test or if you're doing Corsi or if you're doing analytic data. He was awful. I don't care. Whatever you think is what you think, but like what actually happened, he was not good. And that's not saying that he belongs on the third line. I'm not, that's, I'm not saying that. I, at this point, I do not think Boquist belongs on the second line. I do think that Brat probably belongs on the second line, but they're not producing anything. Hughes, uh, I, what? He had he had two games. He had two goals the other He's night. Seven and, points. And Hughes the, had one. The entire I'm line has seven points have, in the last him and ten Hughes games. Have much better. Much better chemistry. They have they have ten you points know. in seven games between Jesper Bratt, Timo Meyer, and Jack Hughes. Where is he getting all the points from? Then is he getting them all in practice? It's like you can't. The, the numbers are the numbers. His Hughes's numbers are Hughes's numbers. They are the numbers. He-shers are he-shers. <laughs> they are the numbers. In the past ten Throughout, games, well, I, since they okay, put so since they put. Want- since you they played Meyer with him. Game player? Since they played Meyer with well, him. No, Dad, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Seven points in ten games amongst three players. So it's it's that's his fault. Do you think that Jack Hughes has No, had, it's uh, all three it's all three of them. It's all three of Absolutely. them. Absolutely. They're not playing Absolutely. they are they do not they're not playing well together. Jack, I, Jack I want Hughes. to go on record. I want to go on record saying I bought the first Timo jersey. I had it for his first <laughs> game. Oh my God. I, I'm a believer. No, listen to me. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in stuff. But you can't expect these guys to just come out and and gel like automatically, like they've been playing together forever. I mean, you see how long it took them to get that first line put together with with Isher. Mercer and Tatar, like they all know what each other is going to do and where they're going to be. I think the common, the you know, the the common thread for for you know the second line is Hughes and Brat have been playing together, and you put Timo in there, and I think that they were trying. I honestly think they're trying to trying to feed Timo too much. I don't think that. I think all of them are trying to. Hughes and Brat without Timo Meyer have not done anything together. I don't agree. Kyle, anything? 
Um, I would say that I do feel like there has been. I love uh, obviously I love the addition of of Timo. Um, so I feel like I. there has been a. I don't know, like a, it's it's being forced maybe. If feel like the play is being forced. You have so many right. playmakers, so many playmakers, and they're you know again trying to make plays, where it's just you know they have to find their own chemistry on their own time, and you know this is the time to do it. You know we have how many games are left? Sixteen, eighteen. Uh, I'm not I'm not exactly they got, sure. They got eight eighteen games left, and even yeah. Rupp said the same thing. Take yeah. fifteen games for them to actually start exactly. to get a feel so for each let's, other. Let them let let's let them work this out now. I do think that. Brat, Kimo, and Hughes is a good second line. I think a big question mark is going to be... 14 games, okay. Well, either way. Um, is our power play one? Our power play one is just, I mean, has been a complete dud. And they have to, they have to find chemistry because we actually have you know jack is incredible at you know drawing penalties we have to be able to capitalize on this jack jack hughes was a turnover machine on the power play last night over and over and over he he basically he tries to make very difficult cross-ice passes which you need on the power play in order to get the goalie to come across to be able to take advantage of that. He was just, he gave the puck up a lot. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that Jack has been incredible. We're just talking about the power, power play. play. We're just talking about power play. Right, I'm just it, saying yeah, Jack exactly. Hughes specifically gave up the puck a ton on the power play and Lindy Ruff doesn't do Timo Meyer any justice by putting him in the slot. It's like, I understand that Timo Meyer plays in the middle of the ice, and I understand that he's on the doorstep a lot, but his real skill set is to shoot. And in order to shoot, you need to kind of be on the outside. Putting him in front of the net to deflect pucks like he's Nate Bastion is not make sense. And if you see, they when when he was effective, they moved him to that right wing, and he that's when he scored to tie the game up. I mean, Dad, I think we literally talked about this. Today. We did. We talked. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Took, we talked about this today. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, putting putting him on the flank and letting him shoot is where his bread and butter should be, not in front of the net. You exactly. Know, it, Put 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 Nico in front of the net, you know. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but we ha- I'm saying, but either way, we have to get that power play one with all of that firepower. Yeah, we have to get that that line rolling because you know that's going to be so vital going into into 
the playoffs. Yeah, and having the, a five on three for well, for well, two so, minutes. So one of the things was like, wow. that, you know we talk about bad officiating and like obviously they had that five on three for two minutes call which you never see. The Devils' puck movement was awful, awful, and it right. led directly to them killing the penalty and then coming down and scoring on us and really like sucked the wind out of the building and the team. Um, they do. They need to. I like. I really do like the way that they move the puck down low on the power play. So you'll see they'll set up Nico, and then on the other side they'll play. I guess it's Hughes, and they'll. Uh, yeah, I think it's Nico and Hughes, and what they'll do is they'll move the puck behind the net, below the dots, back and forth behind the net, and they'll look for an open shot kind of keep the goalie looking over both of his shoulders the whole time, which I like. That's kind of different than just passing the puck around at the top of the umbrella over and over and over and looking for a shooting lane or looking to for a cross-ice pass. But either way, uh, the five-on-three is ugly, really ugly. The, despite that, the Devils looked really good. I mean, they played really hard. Nico really... I thought stepped up as a captain and was very, very vocal on the bench yelling to the team. And he drove play last night. Nico, Nico was the best player on our team last night. Agreed. I think Nico played real good last night. It was good. His line when, when they were on the ice, the scoring chances were 11 to two in favor of the devils and high danger scoring chances seven to two when he was on the ice he was almost a plus four expected goals for like they dominated when they were on the ice that top line is humming and you really can't say enough good that things. Line. you can't say enough good things about tatar either like tatar is a guy who kind of got some shit last year for not performing the way that the team expected when we took him in and he really took a while to find himself a role on the team. He looks right at home on the first line, playing on that. Um, you know, he's kind of – he plays pretty physical for a small guy. He knows where to be. And the goal that he scored last night was set up by a really awesome pass by Dougie Hamilton. He was behind his net, and he made a really, like, nifty little small move where he pretended to come out the left side – and kind of got the guy in front of the net who was defending him to, like, pull a little bit. He came around and fired the puck up the middle of the ice. It was a really nice stretch pass. Dougie Hamilton has been a beast, and uh, it led to the Tatar goal. It was one of the highlights. I mean, obviously, it was one of the highlights of the night because they scored, but overall, just a beautiful play by everybody from our defensemen straight through to the first line. What do you guys got about last night? Obviously, I thought Akira Schmid played well. Um, at this point, Schmid is like uh, one of my favorite players on the team. No, absolutely. I think we have a, a decent tandem as is. I think Blackwood gets better. I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know what you do with him. Um, so, like, I you, think that you can expand everybody... your roster going into the playoffs. So. 
I think like Blackwood will be on the team just because your roster opens up. So you're, you're able to carry him without having to forfeit carrying a forward or a defenseman. The, the thing I really worry about the most is Vitek Vanacek. Vitek Vanacek does not look like the same goalie that he used to be. No, but that's, this, this was his MO, wasn't it? That, you know, he wasn't a, a playoff, um, he wasn't a playoff goalie. What does that mean? Wasn't that his MO right? when we picked him up? They said, you know, that he, you know, when it came to crunch time towards the playoffs, he's, he dropped off. Like his, his save percentages dropped off like drastically. Um, I believe in him. I think he's a good goalie and, and I'm glad we have him, but it's hard when just being like totally sound in net, Schmidt is always in the right position. And he gives up a lot less uh, rebounds, too. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I mean, Schmidt seems like, I don't know, he just seems so much more sound. and He's like um, a robot. Yeah. I don't think that, I mean, obviously I love Fitek and he's going to, you know, if we're going to make an, a push or an effort in, the playoffs this this year is going to be a crucial element of that, um, and I think that he that he can be. So I don't want to write him off. You know, he's just I don't know. I think you just maybe have to play him and give him give him a little bit more confidence and a couple wins. What's really strange is that the more shots he sees, the better he is. Right. You know, right. they were they were shown when he gets a lot of volume, when he sees a lot of rubber, he's his save percentage is much better. Well, well I mean, uh, I don't think that's that but, weird. Like, I think that that's actually pretty yeah. common. Like, they goalies Berto like goalies used to like, talk about that all the time. Yeah, Berto used to talk about that all the time. It was like, there's nothing, you know. Oh, we have this great defense, and you know, I only get, you know. 17 shots a night and it's like those 17 shots are much more difficult when you know you're coming off cold than you know you're feeling it yeah you know one of the i i agree like and i brought it up in the last podcast schmidt reminds me of pecorine a bit he's very tall very lanky and uh fundamentally very sound I he's he's become like one of my favorite players. I think Schmidt is the real deal, and I think he's our franchise goalie. But it, it's he's still very young. He's only twenty two, and I just I feel like we're gonna rely on Vanacek a lot, and I don't really have the faith in him that I had at the beginning of the season. If you play the Rangers in the first round of the playoffs, which it looks like could happen. Um, He's going to need to be way better than he's been in the past two months. No, undoubtedly. There's that's he not- did make you know last night was was Schmidt did make uh, a very Vanacek like save like uh, ac- you know it's like an acrobatic a Brodor like yes yeah there you go. Yeah. Uh, Marino wound up, you know, getting the puck from behind him, I think, and pushing it out. And it wound up, it, it bounced around a little bit, and he came, 
he came up with a with a blocker that was like oh my god he's like laying on his stomach stuck his arm up and just like blocked it off into the corner that was like amazing yeah he's played really good i i'm i'm all in on schmid like i'm i'm bullish so on schmid for sure um you have to really like and, and and just just before we get off this topic i mean didn't didn't rough say that he was going to they're going to keep three goalers they're gonna yeah keep well that's what i was talking about so, yeah, yeah. yeah so i was talking about this with the guys last night and they were saying like basically as the playoffs come the roster you're you're able to hold more people uh, and i'd have to look into this because i don't know this off the top of my head but um they're going to be able to keep three goalies and yeah. i'm sure they're going to be able to get blackwood you know some reps or something i don't really feel comfortable throwing him into a game i think at this point I think Lindy Ruff is um, confident enough in himself to where he's going to play the hot hand and whoever he thinks is going to give him the best chance to succeed and the best chance to win. And to me, that's Schmidt. Uh, I think Schmidt is playing better than Venacek. I think Venacek has kind of come down to earth a little bit. And he's just never... He's never had it to be a franchise goalie and a pure number one, and I, I think you're starting to see that. But that doesn't mean that that's that Schmidt can't, you know. And it's like this is kind of how Brodeur busted onto the scene with Chris Terreri, and somebody you have to start somewhere. And I mean, he looks really damn good, and he plays very. He's so big, he plays the angles really well. He comes out and he. It, he doesn't give shooters anything to shoot at. He does have really good rebound control. He made a couple really awesome saves last night. I mean, the glove save he made in front of the net was insane. Um, yeah. It was, it was really impressive. He looks like the real deal. He doesn't look like he could be flustered, which, like, all the best goalies, you know, look at Jordan Binghamton. And it's like you saw – you got, can, can, we, can we just not even – well, you saw, you saw, you saw the, that. You saw that. Yeah, that that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's like, can we just not? Yeah. Even, I, I don't even want to give it. What the hell is wrong with you people? So, I mean, <laughs> you saw what he did. No, 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 no. But hold up. They should have let. They should have let Flurry go. They should have let. Yeah, they should have let him go down and just and let him beat the shit out of him, and then it would have all been over. You know you what's know crazy what I mean? is like, out of everybody, out of every goalie on the planet. Mark Andre Fleury is the most beloved goalie and respected by the NHL, and you know, right, and just as a person, as a person, is known as being literally like he is the goalie of goalies. If you're a young goalie who's coming into the league now, like he was, he is the Patrick Waugh and Marty Brodeur and Dominic Hasek of the next generation, and it would have been really awesome to see Marc-Andre Fleury beat the shit out of Jordan Binghamton. He is such yeah. a punk. See him, Corey Schwab him. Well, he's just, I mean, he, you, you have to imagine if you're a Blues fan that... How embarrassing. It's like, yeah, no, it's just, it's like, this is not helping the team. You know, he's, he let in five goals and he's, you know, raising the roof like he's Tiger Woods just... You know, you just let him a fifth uh, goal, yeah, a hole in one, yeah, yeah, and you know, it's like, come on, it's you know, 
you know, you know, what I, you, know, you know what I said to him? I said, you're a fucking choir boy compared to me. A choir boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway. Well, we all agree on that for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have liked to, somebody's got to kick the shit out of Jordan Binkington at some point. But anyway, my point being is like, you see like goalies who are, who are head cases are who, you know, Schmidt is not that he is very uh, well composed. He's very smart. If you've heard him in any kind of interview or anything, he's, he's definitely like, he handles himself really well. And uh, they were saying that his name's Akira after his dad named him after like some Japanese, um, like karate master or something like that. Did you guys hear that? No, I didn't. Yeah. So his dad is like really into, Japanese martial arts and named him after some like famous um, like sensei or something named Akira. And that's how he got his name, which is Japanese. But anyway, um, you have to like what you saw from the fourth line last night. They had a expect, uh, expected goals um, battle of 0.36 compared to zero, which means they literally gave up zero scoring chances against Tampa. So they only gave up two shots and they blocked both of them. So the fourth line played really well. Sharon Govich slotted in coming off of a pretty lengthy um, run of games from the press boxes. And he played pretty good. I mean, I don't think he, he's just not a fourth line player. So like, I'm not saying that he's a good or a bad player. I'm just saying he, I, to me, he doesn't belong on a fourth line. It's kind of like putting... Alex Holtz on a fourth line, which if you saw Alex Holtz scored again tonight, so he has 10 points in his last 10 games. Alex Holtz is on fire. He's going to be a devil for sure. And I'm so happy that Tom Fitzgerald did not give him up in this trade for Timo Meyer. Um, but I think Curtis Lazar has played pretty good. He just gets the puck deep. He plays a very meat and potatoes type of game. Um, physical. And the Devils are pretty physical in general. I thought, like, Meyer has been throwing the body pretty well. And um, another guy that we're going to touch on is Jonas Siegenthaler. And Siegenthaler has definitely... Um, yeah, he's been he, burying some people. It's like how Siegenthaler got his groove back. That is, uh, that is yeah. going to, that's yeah. going to be a movie that Tyler Perry is going to be putting out next year. He did get his ass knocked into the, the what do you call it, uh, Tampa's bench. So last what? Night. He got up. He ate it. He, <laughs> he ate no, it. No, I know. I love it. He also he also blocked a it. shot at one point with you know got him in the arm, and it hurt him. You know during the game I was pointing out to Adrian and I was saying like you know Siegenthaler is a really fluid skater and he's I've talked about this a million times like he could just flip his hips. He's always in good position. He makes very, very smart plays with the puck in his own end. Like nine times out of 10, he's a, it's like him and Marino. Those two guys, when they have the puck on their stick and they have a guy on them in the corner or in front of the net, they make the best moves. They make the best decisions and they're able to actually physically pull it off, which is, you know, half the battle. Siegenthaler played really well, but he did. He took a puck to the arm. He, you know, took a spill into the other into Tampa's bench. But over the past couple of games, Siegenthaler has been amazing. Um, I actually have a stat here. Let me pull this up real quick. 
while you're pulling that up, I, I would say that uh, Lazar, you know, Curtis Lazar, I do feel like he has actually been a pretty decent addition. You know, tell him that, you know, put him in for wood, you know. It, I hear I, that, man. It, I you know, agree it's like, it's, it, he, he seems like he's just, like, gelled into that, you know, fourth line and it's like let him run with it because you, you, know, you we wish just, we you just wish that Sharon Govich, you wish that Sharon Govich could play a little physical because he's not right. going to take the penalties either i think that's yeah. that's what you got to worry about with wood is like how many times is he going to get you in trouble there and, exactly you know. it's like the fourth line can't be a liability Sharon Govich needs to skate harder like that's his problem the only reason the only reason that Sharon Govich isn't playing is he doesn't play hard enough. It has nothing to do with his skill. He's definitely smart enough. He he looks lazy, and like when he looks lazy, it 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 clearly comes across. Like it pisses it pisses people off. It's not just me. I mean, it it pisses a lot of people off. It's like, are you gonna play hard or not? I get it. You're from Belarus and you made a couple million dollars, and it's whatever. But I don't know. I mean, you got you got to bring more to the table, dude. I thought it was. No, I, I think I, he. Go ahead. I think he plays pretty good defensively. I mean, he's he's a good penalty killer. Um, he's got a good shot. He's not. I think that that he does. When you're but does he play hard? Physical at all? You it just comes across. It comes. Does across he skate like hard? You don't give a shit. Does he skate hard? That's it. I'm not asking I, if he hits hard. Does he skate hard? He doesn't. He's not Mercer putting his head down and and like charging back. No, he doesn't I skate think hard. He actually, back check pretty well. But uh, but Kyle, pretty well. He the guy just sat in the penalty. In, in he just got healthy scratch for like seven games. Pretty well is you should know that the guy is playing his balls off. Just effort. I'm saying I thought he, I thought I, okay. Well, I thought he back checked his ass off. All right. If, it, if that's what you. Fair yeah. enough. I, I'm saying, in three on three, I I truly did. I was so surprised that he was out there on three and three. Like I I I don't think that he, he's probably. Like, all right. Let's think about the people that you don't trust with the puck. And, like, he would be one of the people. Like, I just don't trust him making smart decisions with the puck when it comes to puck possession. Like, that's what I'm, you know, that's what three-on-three is. It's just puck possession. Like, you only shoot when you have a grade-A opportunity. Right. And he just doesn't And that's what he does. No, he does. He takes takes bad shots. He takes bad shots and and misses the net. And he's not a great passer. A lot of times. And he's not a great passer. He no, doesn't he's pass a great the puck. shooter. He's not. He's, That's it. He's a great shooter. He's, but right. But we need great shooters. I know. I just. I was surprised that he was out on the three on three, and like I understand putting him on the penalty shot situation a lot more than I understand putting him on a three on three situation. I would have right. gladly well, have put Andre well, Palat out there over on the three on three with. You know, even I would have even put Boquist out there. Not that I thought he would score, but I just feel like he he's smarter. <laughs> what? Nothing. Nothing. 
Are you getting a piece of are you getting a piece of his check next year? <laughs> I don't think I I would be afraid to put Boquist out there. I would not I would not you, feel comfortable with that. They just put him out there. I was the, last, the last game. What are you talking about? I know. I know. You thought I, his and, you thought that, that he played horrible. It was his best game he's ever played in his life. The Washington game, right? Is that where, like, that was the game, right? The what game he broke up? I'm saying you thought Jesper Broquist played awful in the best game that he's ever played as a professional. What was it? It was the Washington game or the game that they put him in in, in overtime? Kyle, help me out. I I don't I don't re I don't remember the game, but I remember both of you guys saying yeah. Um, I remember both of you guys agreeing that you thought that he played well. Yeah, no, listen. I do listen. remember. I do remember that. You know, to 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 well, me, talk, and well, it's well, like well, show me the money, man. Show well, me show me the points, man. You show don't, me be, how Dad. You, you don't believe in underlying stats. No, 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 I do stop, believe stop, in underlying stop, stop. stats. I definitely. We're talking, what we're talking about is we're talking about three on three, and who deserves to be on the ice during three on three. So let's just cut it off with that. I think, yeah, and I think it's the people that I think it's the people that handle the puck the best, you know, yeah. and are going to make the smartest decisions. Exactly. And I think we do. I just. I think that 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 there's there's a, a line of people that would be in front of Sharon Govich and and Boquist. It right, did. But, Sharon, I, but, but I would have. But, but 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 at the same time, Sharon Govich has been on our three on three for yes. how many yes. times for you know, and how scored. long how long this season? No, uh, I know. And, 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 he and, scored. And, and, and scored when. He scored. He scored on three on three. This yeah, year. no, he scored. He scored with Jack Hughes, like in the Toronto game. No. Right. I'm just uh, listen. We're we're again. We're just bracketing this to three on three, and whether he deserves to be on the the ice, you know, for those three shifts, you know, is kind of questionable, and that's it. Yeah, no, it was it was very questionable. Um, wouldn't have been my choice. It didn't cost us a goal, so whatever. I just I I don't right. Well, Tampa Tampa Bay was obviously just trying to to you know wait it out until the Unt- shootout until so. the last minute. They, they wanted the, no part of that. no until the last yeah. minute, and then the last minute they poured it on. We were happy to get out of the shootout for the last 45 seconds of overtime. They poured it on. It was scary. Yeah. It was. But they didn't, but they didn't, but they didn't do anything. No, they didn't. No. Nope. And, um, and that, and obviously that's the most important thing, but it was, uh, yeah, like we, it's funny, like three on three, there should be no shootout. We can all agree on that, right? There's, yeah, definitely. I think that they. I think that's the next big change coming for so, sure. So the NHL, nobody likes it. So the NHL is talking about extending the three on three to seven minutes. 
And it's and you're like, well, what are, two minutes? Like, who gives a shit? But two minutes is actually a big yeah, deal. Yeah. yeah, that's a big deal. It is. Yeah, it is. And then It'll eliminate a lot of the shootouts. And then the the you know the playoff, the one to eight. You know, it's like that should be. Oh my god, it's so stupid. I just, it, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's like you win your division, um, or you, you know you. you you're slotted to where it, it just doesn't make any sense. So, like, let's say Carolina wins the division and we finish up next. We have to play the Rangers. Meanwhile, it doesn't really work in the East, actually. But if you look out West, you get what I'm saying. It's like... Right, right, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. stupid. Like, you should be... It, like, it, 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 it doesn't incentivize teams to finish out the rest of the... the, the the remainder of the season in the best possible, you know, with the most wins. All right, here, let's talk about this real quick. Jack Hughes has not looked like the same player. Agreed? I'm not saying he's bad. You You broke up. I'm saying Jack Hughes does not look like the Jack Hughes prior to the All-Star break. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. Okay, here. I got to hit out on Kachuk. You want to hear something? Five on five, Jack Hughes, worst expense, expected goals for percentage on the Devils. He literally is not involved in any scoring chances, which is so crazy because he the the offense is played through him, and he drives offense, and he carries the puck on his stick. You can tell he is getting very frustrated. Last night, after whistles and stuff, he is not happy. He's yelling at his own teammates. He's smashing a stick against the boards. He's yelling at the referees. He's missing the net. He's shooting the puck into the out of play. Hughes is having a rough go of it. And, you know, we were worried about Meyer, and it's like, really, it would help if. Meyer was playing. He's playing with Hughes, but it's like it would it would help Meyer if he was playing with some with a Hughes that we know who who we know he could be. And right now he just looks like he's very lost. And we this isn't the first time we've seen this with Hughes either. He's kind of you know he he does he loses his way for a little bit and he looks he gets frustrated and he tries to overcompensate and he turns the puck over a lot and. He he doesn't make smart decisions with the puck. I mean, he's still probably our most skilled player. I, Go ahead. I I have no doubt that he'll snap out of that. I'm not. Then I'm not. That's not even. That's not even a question, at all. Like, I'm just saying. Like, it's been 20 games, and like, there's no reason out of everybody on our team, Jack Hughes has had the lowest expected goals for percentage. That's fucking weird. And it's okay to acknowledge that because the team is still winning. And that shows that the team has a lot of depth. Meyer looks good. Can you imagine what Meyer will look like when Hughes starts playing like the Jack Hughes that we know he is? What do, you th- what do you think, just spit, spitball in here, what do you think about... If you flipped, um, if you flipped Tatar 
and Meyer. Why? Well, no, and believe me. No, I, no, I, why? I, why would you do I'm, that? I'm, listen, listen, I'll give you an explanation. But And I'm, I'm the, the first one to say let guys develop chemistry together, and there is no doubt that top line has great chemistry. But he's a shooter. You know, he's like, he's a shooter. He's played with Nico before. Um, maybe it would be an easier transition. Um, maybe it would benefit. Maybe it would benefit him. Um, maybe Timo Meyer would know, benefit he's, Jack Hughes. He's a shoot. He's, he would, he's a shoot first kind of guy. We and, know, you know, right. just, 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 I'm just saying that, and that's who Jack Hughes is. He's a shoot first kind of. No, guy. he isn't. You know, Brat. Well, he's developed into one. He's, he's not. He's developed into one he's, for sure. He's. De- he's I'm saying. He, he. Listen, I understand what you're saying, Bill. But, and he's the first person to say that it was like he was never the shoot first person ever, but he's developed in this role again. You know, prior to the you know all-star break it was like he was scoring a shit ton of goals and that's what we want him to continue to do so but his mo coming out just coming turning pro wasn't that he was going to be this this no, exactly. you know yeah uh, this crosby kind of guy that scores from or or ovechkin that he scores 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 he was the playmaker and then but, all of a sudden this year, it's like, ooh, what do you know? Right. He does like, have a but, shot. But, yeah, yeah. We don't want a shot. We don't want to turn that faucet off. No. It's, it's like off. you want to keep that thing running it as much off. as possible. And, and, and like, it is. And, and honestly, like, that's what I talk about. Like, he's not a shoot first type of guy. Any way you want to look at it, Jack Hughes is not, his first intention is not to shoot first. So, this year he has been very productive. He's scored a lot of goals. He is learning to shoot more. There's still plenty of puck to go around for him to make plays for Timo Meyer. No doubt about it. The question becomes, is there room for Jesper Bratt to also have the puck and try to make plays for both of them? And now you're spreading the puck between three players that should be carrying the puck a real lot. Those are guys that drive offense and in my opinion, you want to like split them up because there's just literally not enough puck on the ice for those three guys to warrant not having it on their stick that as much. You know what I mean? Like, cause while Meyer likes to shoot is a shoot first mentality, he does carry the puck a lot too. Like that is his MO as well. And obviously Brat and, Hughes play a very redundant type of game. They're very, they are playmakers who carry the puck through the neutral zone, look for open ice, delay play, and expand the ice and wait for things to happen and dish it. But it's like, at some point, there's just not enough, there's not enough time when they're on the ice in order to like justify putting them all on the ice together, which is why, and it makes it, it makes it much harder that the top line is playing at the level that it is right now. Thomas Tatar is at a 69% goals for that. He's literally dominating. He's one of our best players. 
Tatar this he year job. has been one of our best players. Anyone that would say, and listen, I understand that Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer are better players than Thomas Tatar, but you would have to be, you would be cutting your nose off to spite your face to say, you know what? We got to move Tatar off of the top line because we know that Jesper Bratt could be a better player, or we know that Timo Meyer could be a better player. Thomas Tatar is crushing. And if either of those guys played at the same level, we would be very happy. So what you have to do is you have to figure out, and, and it's not easy. And it's like, you have to figure out. And I, and that's why I've always liked, I prefer two players matching up together instead of a full line. So I like when let's say Nico and Tatar are really gel, gelling well together and Meyer and Hughes are gelling well together and Halla and Palat are gelling well together. Hey, not for nothing, the third line has been literally, besides the first line, the third line has been incredible for the past month and a half. And Halla's looked pretty goddamn good. And you let's like not forget, Halla was playing on the line with Jack Hughes when Jack Hughes was scoring all those goals. Halla wasn't, but he definitely was contributing to Jack's success, whether you want to agree with it or not. Like, let's be real. He was playing on that line. They moved him off of that line. Right. But I don't think, I don't think that anybody had anything to do with, you don't, well, Hughes scoring all all those goals when he was, I think Hughes was making, you don't think think anyone was making all his own magic. Winning face. No, no, no. I, 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 listen, I'm saying, we're, I agree with Pickle on this in that, you know, Hughes was making his own things happen. I, and I'm, this has nothing to do, this is not a, a negative against Halla in any way, but Hughes makes his, has, Jack has been making his own magic this magic. entire, yeah. you know, for sure. Hold on, hold on. I think you're, you could have put McLeod, you could have put McLeod on his thing. And all it was, was winning face-offs it gives him an opportunity to have the puck on a stick. You're missing what I'm saying. That, my, my, that's what I'm thinking. You're, you're, I don't think that, I don't think that Jack would have been as good with McLeod on his wing, but what I'm trying to get at is, by putting Hall on his wing, you're putting a third liner on a second liner wing, and then you're basically it open it opens it up. So like if you put Hall on Jack's wing and Jack produced at the same level that he produced when he was playing well, and you were able to put Meyer and Brett on a line together, it's about getting all your players getting the most out of all your players together. Playing your three best players are, you know, your two best puck carriers on the same line doesn't make any sense. Agreed? I I think that that definitely has its pitfalls. You want somebody that could carry the I puck agree. for everybody. I agree. Yeah, I think. And then for, you, for everyone, you want, exactly. you want, you want a guy that could, and you want a guy that could play like in the corner and along the boards on one line, just one guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so you would play like if you could play, and and that's what I'm saying. It's very hard to find a mixture. Like they're trying to find a mixture by saying, all right, well, we could play. Boquist plays good defensively. Boquist plays with some speed. 
he makes smart decisions with the puck. He's kind of getting better at playing along the boards. Why don't we play Brat on the third line, who we know can carry the puck. Hall could do a bunch of dirty work. He can get in front of the net, and Palat could get in front of the net and work along the boards as well. That's their thought process, and we'll let Brat carry the puck through the thing. So we have a very... If we have a took, well-rounded okay. line is what I'm getting at. They want if well-rounded they took lines. Brat, if they took Brat and put him on the third line and put Pilat up on the second line, I could understand that. I could totally understand that. I, I can't understand Boquist being there. Just, I, I don't see it. I think Pilat's much more effective than, than, I agree. than Boquist. I agree with that. No, Palat is definitely a better player than Boquist. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. But but you start to wonder: Will Halla play as good with? Will Halla play as good with Brat and Boquist compared to what? How how so, how will so, he, you're, you're, let but, me you, ask but, you. All right, here. This is, ask, hold on, real quick. Look. This is what I'm assuming. I'm assuming they're thinking that Jack Hughes and Timo Meyer are good enough to drive the entire line. By the two of those guys, and if Jesper Brad or Jesper Boquist doesn't fuck anything up and can play smart defensively, that line can drive play. That's what they're thinking. No, 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 and and that makes a lot of sense. But and I can understand why they would do that, and there's a reason why I'm not an NHL coach. At the same time, having having you know uh, Timo, Jack, and Brat. On as your second line, damn, that seems really freaking good. Yeah, that seems really tasty. But they you haven't know? done sure shit. Does. They got the, the three of them. They have ten, but they, ten, they ten points in five games. I understand that, but we also haven't done anything on our power play one, and we have all these guys. Right. So it's like. They have to find their rhythm, and they have to find their groove, and it's like it's going to take time, and it's and and this is a good time to figure all this that is, shit out. This is the perfect you know? time to do it, and and to be honest, regardless of what me or you or anybody likes, Lindy Ruff is going to switch the lines up over and over and over and over, and we exactly we, and we know no, that. And it, and uh, to be honest, it's okay. That's something that I actually. That's actually something I'm saying, not even like, I'm talking about just like putting, shifting people, you know, kind of on the fly throughout the game. It's like, you know, throwing Jack in or, or, or whoever in. It's like, I kind of, I kind of like that. It's like, there needs to be a synergy between the entire team and everyone needs to be able to play together. It's like, I, I don't, I don't disagree with, you know, we didn't like that. Uh, For a long time. Last year. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's we, working now. We, it is, it is working now. We have so much more firepower. If, so it's like if he, you know, if let, he him, let him roll. With he's it. making adjustments during a game that are working. There have been so and many he's, times. He's, he's 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 making adjustments that are also like just passing the eye test of like, oh my god, you know. Whoever it might be, Sharon Govich, Smith, whoever, you know, Mercer. Yeah, exactly. Mercer. Mercer was on the well, third. No, I'm talking, about, I'm, talking about, like, people, I'm talking about like people who need to sit, like just, you know, You're done. taking them out of the line. You're yeah, done. Exactly. Absolutely. It's like sitting, sitting people. It's like, I think that he's been 
been incredible with like being agile and you know making these adjustments. What about Zetterling? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, and it definitely you know like he like, he freaking he pumped life back into Mercer. I mean, he's on a tear, he's, and that's why breaking up that line, I don't believe in breaking up that line, but I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, so so you're not going to break up the line. So, the, and I think everybody knows that. The, so what you're trying to do is you're just trying to, like, figure out on the second and the third line, which, let's be real, there's no difference between a second line and a third line. It's not like back in the day where it's like the third line is your checking line and they can't score goals and this and that. It's like... Your third line could be better than your second line or your first line. Like, realistically, like, if you have a deep team. So, I think their thought process was, if, I think Jack and Timo are good enough to completely drive a line all by themselves. And if you play Boquist with them and he's smart, that's fine. And then they thought, well, Jesper Brack can carry the puck as good as anybody on the team. And Palat is as good as anybody on the wall defensively and in front of the net and Hall is playing pretty goddamn good too. If you could put those three together, that sounds like a, I mean, talk about a mismatch when you line them up against other third liners, that could be a serious mismatch, but it just hasn't worked. So you're, you're, you know, you're going to, and now, and now what it's done is like Jesper Brad has fallen off the planet when he plays on that line. And it's like, it really makes you wonder to me, and I, I don't want to get into an argument about this, but it's just like he can't drive a line by himself. And if you can't well, drive... I, 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 I think that me and Pickle talked about this today. Um, it's like I almost wonder if... And this could be totally, you know, off base, but... You know, with negotiations going on, it's like dropping him down to the you know the third line. And again, we don't have a terrible third line, but it's like, are you really worth nine million dollars? He's not. You know, he's not. He's like, not going to get nine million dollars. He's not worth nine million dollars, and the problem is his his agent thinks he is, and. You know, an article came out from uh, Chris Johnston, and it was about Timo Meyer, and he's going to be wanting $9 million over eight years, and that that's kind of a fair deal for him. That's kind of exactly where he expected him to be. I was hoping if he... Yeah, no, if, if, Timo, if Timo took nine, I'd be... That's what thrilled. it is. That is, that is his... Yeah. That's what you would pay for Timo Meyer because that is what he deserves. Right. And let's be real, like, Jesper Bratt does a ton of good things. He's... I, I think he handles the puck through the neutral zone better than Jack Hughes. Um, as far as gaining gaining the offensive zone on a power play. And I think he does a lot of really good things. Obviously, he has very good edge work, and he's very productive, and he deserves to be paid a lot of money, and he deserves to be paid a lot more than what he's being paid now. But he does not deserve to be paid more than Jack Hughes. I don't pay him anything over $8 million. Um and I will stick by that till my grave. And unless he just continues to fucking do crazy shit, which I, he just disappears for way too long at a time for me to be a guy. You could really get yourself into trouble if you pay 
Jesper Bratt nine million dollars for eight years, you might there's there's no way they're gonna pay him that though. There's no way they're gonna pay him that. I mean that that's okay. He's not gonna make over eight million bucks. I mean well, that's it's not, not that's gonna not happen. necessarily true. I mean he thinks he's worth more well, than that. So well the people the people that they're they're matching um He's no, they haven't matching they haven't, him up with Fiala and, and Cairo, and I sent you that article. Yeah, it's nine point two million dollars. No, it really, but it wasn't because Kevin Fiala is making seven point eight, and uh, Jordan Cairo's making um, the hell is he? He's making like eight point one or something like that. I think that's. I think he and those guys, they're you match up their stats. You you know you don't want to get into a situation, and me and Kyle were talking about it. You don't want to be get into a situation where he's been with the team. There has to be some sort of it's got to be worth something to go out and and free agency and go pick up somebody else. Uh, like we just picked up Meyer, who I I believe in. I think he's uh, going to be a great success. Or overpaying for somebody like. Um, you know, we overpaid a little bit for plot. Um, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot. I think the devil you know, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, you know, <laughs> might be better than <laughs> might be better than the devil you don't know. You know what I mean? So it's like he should he should be paid. I believe he should be paid uh, right right in between that seven eight. You know, if it went a hair over eight, if it went, you know, a hundred thousand over, two hundred thousand over, oh well. But I mean, he should be paid amongst the, the what his peers, what the the people. He's not a great finisher, and that's going to cost him money. He, he's going to cost him money. And, he puts and, a lot of points on. He, he disappears for too long a at a time. He can't drive. The, he he doesn't drive a line by himself. Well, he, number one, he has not been very good when he's had breakaway opportunities this season uh, alone. But um, putting putting that aside, um, you're hoping that all of these guys who are going to, to sign what we would love to be long-term contracts are going to take a little bit of a, you know, a hometown discount banking on this team is going to be good for, good for a long time, a long time, you know, absolutely. Like, um, um, Bill, what do you think about um, Luke coming in to, can we even broach that topic? Are you kidding me? Uh, I actually, that's funny that you bring this up because like, so we, we have like a little bit of a different problem that is good to have, that's good to have that most teams don't have that are, um, in this situation. So a lot of teams are going into the playoffs and like the closest thing to this is obviously the avalanche and Cal McCarr. So the, the abs went into the playoffs and McCarr ended his collegiate season, jumped in with the team and was an immediate impact player. And 
you were like, holy shit, like this kid's crazy. And it's really exciting if you're a fan, not not even if you're a fan of the abs, just like watching it as a, as a hockey fan. I was like, oh man, I'm like, this kid's really good. And, um, and they end up, didn't, you know, they get knocked out in the playoffs and then he comes back next year and he's like a key player on the team. The Devils are in a little bit of a different situation. So they have Luke Hughes, who is going to be ending his collegiate season in the middle of April, possibly earlier. And typically, in any other team, he would be joining us to come in during our potential playoff run, whether he's a seventh defenseman or a sixth defenseman or you want to protect him or whatever they think he's capable of. But we also have Nemitz, who's playing in the AHL, who's another guy that you could bring up too, and I mean, I guess he's already playing in the AHL and he's going to the, you know, he's going to finish the, the season with the Comets, but who's to say that Luke Hughes is better than Nemitz right now when it comes to, it depends what you're looking for maybe, you know? Like maybe if you're looking for a more well-rounded defenseman, you would take Nemitz and maybe if you're looking for some more offensive skill and a defensive, a defenseman that can jump into the play a little bit more, maybe you look for Hughes, like, but it's hard to tell. Like, I don't know. Like, how do you judge an AHL player versus a collegiate player? Like, what or how do you do you bring either of them up? I don't know. Right. Well, I, yeah. think I, think I, I don't know that you're. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I don't know that you roll the dice because Severson's playing really good. You know, you, you're two bottom guys. Well, you're not going to take Severson about, uh, No, I know you're not. I know yeah. you're not. Um, but I'm saying you got you got Ball and Smith, and Ball's been playing. I, I'm another thing. You know, I look at I look at those stats too, and a lot of times I'm not seeing. You know, he's getting physical now. He's getting comfortable. Uh, I don't know how you know Smith breaks the lineup, and you you know you look at the way Lindy coaches and stuff, and he you know the love affair with Smith and Wood. Um, you know, I don't think that I don't think those guys got a I don't think those guys got a chance. I, I don't think that Lindy I, don't ha, think, I, I do not think that Lindy has a love affair with Smith. Excuse me, I didn't get it. Lindy does not have a love affair with Smith. He has been playing ball. He's been riding ball. Ball's been okay. playing. Ball's earned his spot. Yeah, He's right. playing yeah, and Lindy yes. gave it to him. Uh, okay, okay. So for. Casual fans, layman fans, um, how many games are Nemitz and Luke allowed? To, Luke Hughes allowed to to play without broaching, you know, any sort of nine games without losing but a year. No, no, they're, yeah. they're not even going to come. But they're into nine the playoffs. regular it doesn't season. Matter. Yeah, yeah, they're they can play them. They can play them the entire playoffs. It won't matter. And it won't matter. They'll still be entry-level contracts and nothing will change. Whole world gone crazy! <laughs> Am I the only one around here? <laughs> Shit about the rules! <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure... That what would you do? Like no... Well, I mean, like, I don't even understand how any normal person could really be like... Well, I think you, you we're, we're going to play 
we're going to play Hughes in the playoffs. Like, how how would you know that? Like, until he skates with the team, or like you see what he's capable. No, of. No, you're or, not. Like, you're no. You're you're. you're have not you going, seen you're Nemitz? Nemitz is on fire. He is on fire. Well, well, Pitsy's already said that that as soon as what he calls uh, as soon as Michigan season's over, that doesn't mean he's going to play. He's coming. No, it doesn't mean he's going to play. And please, it's like, I don't, you know, I would not be comfortable after the season we just had, you know, where we're third in the league uh, for points and stuff to start messing with that right now with somebody who's going to turn the puck over a lot. You know, he's going to, he's going to look good. He's going to be flying through the neutral zone and this and that and stuff. But, you know, it's one thing playing in, in college. It's another thing playing in the NHL. We're, and then to boot, the playoffs. We have the third best record right. in the league. Like, why are we juicing in? Why mess? A, yeah, a, 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 why if it ain't we, broke, don't fix it. Why are we juicing in a collegiate kid unless he's that much better than Ball? And if... So here, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Unless you want to read. No, listen. No, hold up. No, this is it. Uh, Boquist with it. Hold on. So this is the thing. <laughs> if he's that much better than Ball, who do you play? Do you play Nemitz or do you play Hughes? I don't think that that's a, a fair question because. Well, I mean, like that's we're, that's what we're talking about. We're talking uh, about. Right? No, I I, I, no, I understand that, but it's like we're not going to know who truly is going to be. It's a it, that's a huge step, you know, for whether it's from the AHL or from the right. collegiate. It's you know, it's like I don't think I can handle we're, it. We're not, well, it's well, you got to. What are you looking for? What are you, are you looking for? Goals or are you looking for offense or are you looking for defense? I don't know. Because I, that's I, no, I, I that's I, well, that's that's. I think that's the question. No, no, I no, think no, that's no, the question. no, 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 no. Nemitz you is think not. That, you Nemitz, think that Nemitz, Nemitz is, is going to be an offensive force like Luke Hughes is going to be? Yeah. Oh wow! This is super yeah, cool. I don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know what? I I hope you're right. I hope you're right, yeah, but I don't, I don't see that. I I don't think he's he is. He's good. He's Do you think smart. they drafted him number he's, two overall because he doesn't jump into the play and play offense? I think that he's just a the he's the most well uh, well rounded. He's, he's the next Ken. Dan, he's I the next Ken Danico. He's, the next Ken Dan. <laughs> no, I, he's not. I think uh, I think Luke Hughes could be a Scott Niedermeyer, and I think that uh, I think uh, you know Nemitz could be. Uh, Give me a comparison. I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name. Yeah, there you go. Very good, Kyle. Mm. You know, just like perfect but position, like. Perfect like, position, not worrying about uh, turnovers with him. And like four inches taller. And, and, and a and, lot taller. And not, and not jumping into the play. <laughs> no, so like Nemitz has, Nemitz has no, like three uh, no, goals in his last four games. He, Rivalski used to jump into the play. Um, and you see that's who, uh, what do you call it? Uh, that's who that, uh, what is it? Uh, Seamus. Uh, Casey? You know who he's 
Casey Seamus. Seamus. <laughs> Whoever he is. He wasn't, they hate he us because they ain't us. Second pick, so. <laughs> uh, he, um, he's, he's, you know, he's styling his game with him. He's actually even trained with him. Well, um, the Devils called up uh, Nolan Foot. He's going to be taking the trip to Florida with the team. And I'm curious to see what they do with him. Do you think Nolan Foote's going to get a chance to play uh, probably, I'm assuming, on the fourth line this weekend? That would be the only place he could play. And we'll be, you know, hold on. We'll you be front and center to, to see it. You don't like Jesper Boquist's play, Dad. I don't like his production. You don't like his play. I I don't I don't like his production. I don't. If you're not going to, be, you know, you're dri- everybody has a label. Everybody has a label. His label was a point uh, was a point guy. He wasn't was a big it? hitter. He wasn't known for his fantastic. What? No. It wasn't. What was it? No. It, it was. It was. What was he? He, he was speed. And he wasn't able, he was never going to make it. So what he had to do is he had to, he basically had to like regroup and try to figure out what his game was going to be. And this happens to a ton of players. There are a ton of extremely skilled players who have relied on heavy point production in order to get drafted into the NHL. And when they get here, they realize that this is not the league that they grew up in, and they have to try to figure out a different path if they really want to make it to be a pro. And they have to change their game around. And Jesper Boquist has done an amazing job at going from being a speed, puck possession, point-producing forward in his teens into his early 20s and being a very well-rounded, defensive, smart player with the puck, cerebral player, in especially this year he has definitely grown that's not who he is he's not he's not trying to be a point you know he's he's not he's not going to be a superstar forward who Bill, i agree i agree with everything that you're saying does he deserve to be in the second line that's not what i'm saying either i'm not the, i'm not i'm not defending him in that position i'm not def- i'm not saying okay. he should be on the second line i'm saying he should okay. be he he should be on the third line he he was given an opportunity on the second line and it did not work. And he does not. And it's like, we're not going to sacrifice Jesper Bratt in order to try to make Jesper Boquist work. I'm fine with that. But his overall play has been very good. And there is no fucking chance in hell that Lindy Ruff is taking him out of the lineup, especially moving into the playoffs with how responsible he's, his game has turned into. No, I I, and I hope that he doesn't, obviously, and I don't think that he has any intentions on doing that. I was just, I'm surprised to hear that Dad doesn't like his game as much as he does, which it's, it's just, I don't know. I'm, it's not that, you know, it's, to me, there's, I don't know. I don't think, you know. You get it. You don't have to defend yourself. It he is what has, it is. Like, he uh, has started, no, no, he, no. He has started putting him out on a on a penalty kill a little bit. So his defensive game must be getting a little better. It's not about it playing on the penalty out. kill. Curtis Lazar played on the penalty kill. Half the people that play on a penalty kill are people that are just willing to literally get hit with pucks. 
No, absolutely. So right, right. I'm playing saying, the penalty no, kill, I'm like, saying, whatever. I mean, unless you're a really, unless you're really diagnosing a play and getting your stick in a certain lane and and really, I mean, really into it like a Nico Heischer and just a very smart two way player who can break up a penalty kill for the most part. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm saying I think that what you're saying is you don't have a problem with Jesper Bokvist, but you don't like him being on the second line. I don't. I don't. I think that he. he I don't think that line. he deserves second line minutes. That's just what I'm. That's the only point I was trying to make. Okay. I don't. I don't think he deserves those. I don't think that he deserves you know second line minutes because I know there's no difference between you know they could throw the fourth line out there first and yada yada yada. But if you look at it kind of you know if you look at the big picture. The, the first two lines do get the most minutes unless it's unless there's a ton of power plays or yeah. something going um, on. unless it's our third line with Jesper Boquist playing on the third line with Hala, with Hala and Pal- and Palat who have been better than our second line with Jesper Brett and Hughes and Meyer which is like that's that's the more concerning yeah, part. That, I, no, exactly. That's what it, that is really concerning. It's like That's we really need to have our our power play one humming going into the playoffs. Yeah, like, and, it, and, it, you know it, what? It, this is this is yeah. minor setback. I don't think that this is. We've had we've had a couple couple weeks of our power play not being. You know, you look at. I think we took major strides from last year and stuff. Well, that didn't take much. Well, yeah, 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 no. Yo, but how I'm about not... this? How about this? Let's let's talk about a good thing. Timo Meyer yesterday put on a show in Jersey. He literally almost won us a game. He was good, man. He was real good. He had four hits and five shots on net and two goals, obviously. It's like Meyer is going to be the real deal. And it was good. People were super jazzed at the Rock last night. Like there were some Timo chants going on. You could just see he's just he's physical. He's involved in the game, whether he's producing or not. Like you see him run over Chernak the other night. He blew him up. Listen. I did see that, and I yeah. and I'm and he's going to be a fan favorite. And he was a he was a great pickup. He definitely was a great pickup. Um, it's going to take them a little while just to, to get some chemistry, but I think they will. And I think we're going to, you know, two, two goals last night didn't hurt. So I think you saw that he, I think we're on the right path. Yeah. You see like he, he's basically leading the entire team since he's been here in, um, all his, uh, advanced stats. Literally. No. Hello. Yeah. Have you Sorry. got you, you? You yeah. It's we got a bad connection. I'm saying since Meyer's been here, despite lacking some of the goal production that you would expect from him, he's leading the team in like most of their advanced stats. Expected goals for no, yeah, shots on net, right, right. hits, like rebound opportunities. He's like 
literally first, second, third in in all of them. He he's like driving play is what I'm getting at. So he he's been he's been really good. All right, here, real quick, let's just wrap this up. So, um, Carolina lost tonight to Toronto. Oh, good. Oh, thank God. Yeah, and they lost uh, Svechnikov, which, I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to see anybody get hurt, but... Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a great... That's, 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 that's a major blow. That's a big one yeah, for them. Yeah, that's and, yeah. and what sucks is, for them, is um, they're, like, not really built to drive play and and come from behind. So this is, this is really going to hurt them. They have Sebastian Ajo, but I really don't fear him independently like i don't see like him taking a game over you have to wonder like the devils really have a real window now to try to make a run to win the metro and they're going to need to win some games they're going to need to win tomorrow's game and get some points out of um the tampa game they have coming up uh where do you want to see the Devils finish? I mean, obviously, we want to see them win the division, but first-round playoff matchup, who would you prefer to see? I know a lot of people talk about the Rangers. I am not very confident playing the Rangers, being honest. Like, they just have a very deep team. You have the whole, you have the kid line. Then you have... Uh, um. Zibanejad, Panarin, Tarasenko, and Kane, Trocheck, Kane, Heidel, Heidel, whatever the fuck you want to call him, you know Fox, no, Miller. It's deep. Like, and at any moment, Igor Shesterkin could be the best goalie on the planet. I'm not very confident playing the Rangers. I would not want to play them in the playoffs, especially in the first round. So. It would I I would love I would love to play him in the playoffs, but I would not like to play him in the first round because yes. yep. for that one reason, it's more that I would hate to lose. I you know losing yeah. to to anybody else in the first round because it's like, well, you know what, you guys haven't made the playoffs in so many years. It's like now you know what it's like to play in the playoffs, and you know yada yada yada. But I would hate to get knocked off by that. So yeah. for that reason, I want them to win the, the the Metro. No, and I totally agree with you. And, I mean, there's there would be nothing worse than being knocked off by the Rangers. It's, it's, you know, it would be, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it would it, just be like, but there would be nothing better than knocking the Rangers out in the first freaking uh, round. T- totally but, agree. Uh, I totally, and totally that, agree. And, to me, I'm flying up for all the games, and I'm freaking, I, you know, those are the games I really want to see. No, and truly, it, it, the 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 shit show or crapshoot, whatever you want to call it, is the fucking East is so goddamn tight. It's like there are yeah. all good teams, you know. It's like. You don't even want to play these wild card teams, you know. It's like I wouldn't mind playing the Islanders. It, yeah, the Islanders. It's like, but do you want to play the Penguins? You know, it's like, do you want to play Pittsburgh? You know, it's. I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be afraid of. I'd Pittsburgh. rather play Pittsburgh, I'm, but, I'm, but but 
I'm not. I'm not saying I'm, I'm afraid of uh, afraid of them, but at the same time, you know, they do have. You know they. They have. You know, you know exactly what I'm saying. They have the the. They have the experience. experience. They, yeah. They have the experience. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like. I mean, it, it's just. It's a, you know, it's like anyone can. Oh. It's a completely new season. It's a completely fresh slate. It's like you're in, and who do you start in net you know, game one? Who do you start in net? Yep. Yeah, I'm going by the last couple. Going by the last couple. No, games, no, no. So pick. Be... Yeah, just pick. Who? No, no. Well, you you start Banishek. Start yeah, you do. even though you I do. believe that Schmidt, Schmidt is yeah, to, no, I, I totally agree. Is totally going agree. to be our is going to be you know if we have a shot at, at getting another not Brodor because it'll never be another Brodor but a really franchise goalie like we were hoping Blackwood was going to be um, that that kid twenty two years old man he's pretty good I would, <laughs> he's, I would he's play like, Schmidt. He looks, he looks rock solid. He is. A, he, there's I'm no. Re, there's no. The only reason cur- to play Vanacek is because he's older, and because he's played more games. But like, exactly. There's no. There, that's it. Like, so to me, I'm about winning the game in front of me. I'm starting. I'm playing Schmid on opening night, game one. I, and I would not be opposed to that because I think he, he gives the he best. Gives, he gives you the best chance he's to win, the, and that's what matters. He gives us the best opportunity. Yeah, and that's I all do. that matters. I truly, I truly do. And how great would you feel to where to if he didn't play well and got blown out, and it was overwhelming for him? First of all, you'll be able to see. Oh wow! All right, this kid can be shook, and like that's okay, and like we can let him grow. But you would have Vanacek to fall on. It's like. I, I'm going. I'm leading. I know. I, I. But I. I don't want to jack up that dynamic of, you know, you put that type of pressure on a young player. He can handle it. it. Could no. I, and I think that he can too. But I feel like that's a delicate situation where. Don't be could. surprised. Don't be surprised if Lindy says if all of a sudden, oh, Blackwood's ready to come back and it's Blackwood Vanacek. I wouldn't no, be surprised. Uh, no, of course. That, I I mean, I think that that is actually expected to happen. Yeah, I think most people think that's going to happen. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Not in my eyes. No, I, I'm saying I don't feel that way either, but I'm saying Schmid, Schmid, have whatever, but Akira, um, yes, uh, I would be, I would be very, very surprised if they put him as a front runner. I mean, even though he has been the best option, he he's been, you know, he's got the big, he's got our best save percentage. I, I'm saying out of he, all three of them. Yeah, but he's played. He's, he's, he's played the least amount of games, so it doesn't matter. You know, he has played. He has played the least amount of games, but he, you know, to me, it's a, you know, goals against. Uh, that's not. I, he I he literally is. He's become. He's like become one of my favorite devils. 
I just like the way he handles himself. I think he's a really mature kid. I think he's very positions himself really good. He's like tactical. He's not overwhelmed. He's 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 like smart. You know how many teams that kid's he's, played for? He's the uh, the uh, absolute opposite of uh, Jordan okay. Bennington. And Mackenzie Blackwood. And Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah, exactly. He's Mackenzie Whitewood. He's the anti-Blackwood. <laughs> Akira Whitewood. Well, I'm just excited about being able to go see a game tomorrow night. Yeah, oh yeah. Kyle, I'll what, pick you up. What time Kyle, are you guys I'll going? I'll pick you up in a half hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where are you guys sitting? No. It's going to be completely offline um, outside of the podcast. I thought that dad was going to drive me to a game because my birthday is uh, next week. And it turns out that I have to drive him to West Palm Beach. No, 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 that's not, that's not, that's not, no, I'm blowing off, I'm blowing off your mom. Uh, I had tickets for Jerry Seinfeld uh, for, and we had four tickets. What is that all about? (laughs) (laughs) What's the deal with that? (laughs) Sometimes I just don't know. But but I wound up, I had tickets for that. And then all of a sudden um, I, I realized that it's the same night as, as the Panther game. And I'm like, yeah, I can't go. I can't go to see Seinfeld. So I wound up getting your Nana to go with her, and she decides to go back up to Jersey. So Mom's going to be sitting alone. And I said, well, you know what? It's a 6 o'clock game, and we have 9.30. Uh, the show's at 9.30. Um, I could probably only miss a half hour of it. I was like, so. yeah, what, what time are you gonna pick, what time are you gonna pick me up tomorrow? <laughs> my, my mom was like, What? You're driving? I thought that he was going to drop you off and uh, you know, it's like, what the hell is going on right now? I can't. Like, I I no, you may be in my car. Like you may be taking it, my car back from uh, yeah, yeah, West Palm. Yeah. It, it, Dad thought I or, Mom thought I was picking up Dad, driving him to the, to the game, and then dropping him off in West Palm Beach to go to the Jerry Seinfeld concert. <laughs> that was a real smooth move, Dad. <laughs> oh man, it sounds like you guys are in the doghouse, huh? Yeah, well, I'm not in a, not in a big house. My, my, my wife's in Vermont, so I don't. I, I'm in no house. But I heard there. I've heard rumors that there's going to be a Ric Flair sighting at the. Uh, oh yeah, at the you BBT Center no, there. Yes, that's right. That's you won't right. do it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay. Yeah, just, just freaking try, try just and push. Just wait. Where are you, try and push us, <laughs> where, <laughs> where are you sitting? Uh, we're sitting. Uh, I think we're seventeen rows up. Are thirteen rows up um, behind the penalty box, behind where the end that they now, but where they shoot twice um, on the blue line. Okay. 
pretty much where you sit for your tickets uh, on the other side <laughs> on the opposite side you sit on the player side we're going to be on the penalty box side right but we have good seats i did see two uh seats on the glass today but they're not at the end it's kind of in the middle yeah i'm not on the glass i would have made a I, I, I love on the glass that that game we saw uh, against the Panthers, we did, and we, we did have a really good. Yeah, we did that have was really good. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. awesome. That yeah. was and if and I was looking to see because if there was, I would have ate the other two and bought them. Well, it must be good to have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna have a. Uh, it's gonna be a great game tomorrow. I'm so excited. It's gonna be a rugby. It's gonna be, we only have two. Two games down here. It's going to be a shootout. I mean, we saw we saw we saw the turnaround game. You know, a- after our dismal December, um, and when we, they came, we came out of their slump, yeah, yep. exactly. And we and we came back. I'm I'm Next, super Kyle, super looking Rather so, than going to West Palm, we could just hold hands and do a Thelma and Louise and get on 75 and head up to Tampa. Exactly. And you know what? Deal with it like, later. Exactly. We can we could just roll straight into the strip clubs. <laughs> Most expensive piece of ass I ever had. <laughs> Oh, so Shit. Well, I appreciate yeah. you, I appreciate you guys uh, hopping on so late. Um, and uh, yeah, I wish I was with you guys down there. And I know you guys are gonna have a bunch of fun. Kyle's coming up next week, and uh, we'll be at the game next Saturday in Newark. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Devils need to win. The Devils have two big. This is a big weekend for us. So. I'll be in Pennsylvania at the Crayola factory and uh, hopefully I'll make it, I'll make make it back in time for the game, but either way, um, two big games and tomorrow's going to be, should be wild. Uh, Florida plays a very off the wall kind of hockey. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a six, five game tomorrow. I'd probably play Vanacek tomorrow and then play Schmid on Sunday. It's going to be a good game. Devils have such a bright goddamn future. I am so freaking pumped about this franchise. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, there. I mean, is there a like this is the time? Is there a better time to be a Devils fan than right now? No, we're we're and, and seeing it right from the beginning. So we don't even have some of the most exciting players on the ice right now. I mean, it's gonna. It's a good time. It's, it's about to pop. Yep. All right. Well, uh, gentlemen, thanks for hopping on. Enjoy the game. Safe travels, Dad. Don't piss Mom off too much. And um, no, I'll try not. <laughs> <laughs> you, right. you I'll talk to you guys later. You always have the basement here. So. Um, <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right. Later. This is the Trap Podcast, and I am uh, signing off. This is a long one. This is how we talk devils in my family. It's a family affair. So, 
Hope to talk to y'all soon. Be safe. Phil Botch from The Trap. I'm out. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.